So we started yesterday talking about this beautiful fellowship that we have with the Holy Spirit. We started talking about this relationship that we've been given with the Holy Spirit through Jesus. He told us in his word, he says, I'm going to go and be with the Father, but I am going to send a helper to you. I'm going to send a friend, a comforter, a confidant, someone that's there with you, walking alongside you, my Holy Spirit, and it will live in you and dwell in you and rest in you. Come on. He promised us this. We have it. Because, you know, God is not a man that's alive. And isn't it awesome that we are carriers, we are temples, we are sanctuaries, we are tabernacles of the Holy Spirit. You see, people believe that the only place the Holy Spirit dwells is in the church. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, actually, the Holy Spirit is in you. <laughs> That's why it's so powerful. And the Bible says, don't forsake the fellowship of the saints because when two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. That's what he was telling us. You see, we thought, oh, when I go to church, he's there. So if I don't go there, he's not anywhere. But can I just tell you, he's in you, he's in me. And what's so awesome is he's in us, and as we're even in our homes, we can experience the Holy Spirit and have that fellowship with him. But then when we come together on one accord in unity, right, when we gather, our Holy Spirits are all in us, and they just begin to stir. He says, I'm there in the midst when two or three are gathered. (laughs) I'm there. I am there. I am there. Come on. So I want to read the scripture that we were meditating on uh, yesterday, and it's going to be kind of our foundation scripture this week. And I want you to read it over and over as much as you can this week. I'm going to tell you to eat the scroll. Come on. I want you to eat this word, ingest it, digest it, and let it just nourish you because I believe that in this season right now, The Lord is saying, I need you to be in fellowship with my Holy Spirit, my spirit of truth, because there's going to be and has been and has already been a lot of untruths, lies, and deceptions. And if you are not in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will be deceived. Okay? 1 John 1, 6 through 7, I'm going to read it in the Passion because I'm passionate this morning. It says, if we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living the truth. Okay? We cannot claim that we are Christians, followers of Jesus, disciples, believers, yet we are walking or as this translation says, we keep walking in realms of darkness. Come on. We can't keep walking in realms of darkness. We can't keep participating in things that are not godly or not according to his word. 
We can't do that because if we do that, it says here you're fooling yourself and you're not living in the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' son continually cleanses us from all sin. You see, we have to understand that we're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We are in communion or, if you would, covenant, right, with him. So we can't continue to walk in darkness and thinking that's okay because it's covered by the blood. You're fooling yourself to believe that. You're not living in the truth, and that's a lie. You see, the devil will tell you it doesn't take all that. Even the devil will tell you this. He'll tell you, you don't need to do all of that because it's under the blood, and all you need to do is this, and that's enough. Listen, listen, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And however he wants to move through you is how he will move through you. You have to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit because it's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. Come on. Okay, I want to read this to you. I want to read this. Um, Okay, here it is. In John 14, listen to this. So good. John 14, 16 in the Amplified. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. That's my favorite. To be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. Now, I want to to get to a few points here. One, the Holy Spirit was given to us as a helper. Because Jesus understood you will need help to walk out this journey. You won't be able to do it on your own. So the thought that I got this, no, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your helper. And as you've received Christ, you've also received his Holy Spirit. Amen? So within you is this helper, this comforter this advocate, this intercessor. As we know, Romans talks about the fact that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us when we don't even know what to pray. Think about that. He's a counselor. He's a counselor. When's the last time you sought the counsel of the Holy Spirit? Think about that. He's a counselor. You can sit with the Holy Spirit and begin to ask questions. Holy Spirit, 
What truth do you want me to know? Holy Spirit, what lies am I believing? Holy Spirit, who do I need to forgive? He is a counselor. He's also a strengthener. When you're weak, he is strong. Have you ever been in a place where you're just so weak, beat down, tired, and you, you, get, you hear a voice that's telling you, get up? <laughs> that's the Holy Spirit in you. The voice that's telling you to lay down and give up, that's not the Holy Spirit. I love how he says he's a standby. Mm. Hallelujah. He's a standby. Come on. I can always count on him. He's always there. He's in me. He says that he will be with you forever. The spirit of truth will be with you forever. The spirit of truth will be with you forever. So I need you to get this. You're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you, and it's in you forever. And it says that it will remain in you continually and be in you. Now, the other thing it says here is that the world can't receive this Holy Spirit because they don't know him and they don't see him, but you do. And how are you able to know and see the Holy Spirit? Because you've received Jesus. Your eyes have been opened. So now you understand I've received Jesus and I've received his Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? So I want to encourage you who's inside of you, this Holy Spirit, this comforter. Now listen to this. In verse 18, it says, I will not leave you as orphans. <laughs> Comfortless bereaved and helpless, I will come back to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you live also. Come on. On that day, when that time comes, you will know for yourself that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. You are a temple. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells, moves, and lives in you. He's in you. 1 Corinthians 1, 6, 15. Do, don't you know that your bodies belong to Christ? As his body parts? Should one presume to take the members of Christ's body and make them into members of a harlot? Absolutely not. Aren't you aware of the fact that when anyone sleeps with a prostitute, he becomes a part of her and she becomes a part of him? For it has been declared that two become a single body. But the one who joins himself to the Lord, get this, get this, is mingled into one spirit with him. I'm going to read that again. But the one 
who joins himself to the Lord is mingled into one spirit with him. You're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You're mingled. I mean, this connection is powerful because you've joined to him. When you receive Christ, you join to him. Listen, this is why you must keep running away from sexual immorality. For every other sin a person commits is external to the body, but immorality involves sinning against your own body. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself anymore. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary. You don't belong to yourself anymore. This gift, this comforter, this paraclete, come on, this advocate, intercessor, comforter. He lives inside your sanctuary. So you are a sanctuary. Can I just tell you this? You're not a chapel. (laughs) Have you ever been in the chapel? You know how they have little chapels in the hospital? People just go in and out. If they really need prayer, they go in and they come out. It's kind of a place where, you know, you don't necessarily always have a service there, but it's just, it's like, okay, I need a place, a room, and then people go in and out of that place. But in a sanctuary and in a temple, they dwell. So you're not a chapel, you're a sanctuary. It's not where the Holy Spirit's coming in and out of you. It's who you are. In fact, listen to verse 20. It says, you were God's expensive purchase, paid for with tears of blood, so by all means then use your body to bring glory to God. Use your body to bring glory to God. Now this is speaking of sexual immorality. But anything that we do within our body, that it's not a holy um, thing, it doesn't bring holiness, right? Then we're not bringing glory with our body. So every piece of our body, your body parts, so it could be your mind, it could be your mouth, it could be your heart, come on, because it's in your body. It's in your body. What your thoughts are, what your words are, what are you putting in your body? Come on. You're a temple. You're a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. Remember that. Remember that. Don't forget it. That's what Paul says. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Listen to Ephesians 4.30. Listen to this. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked 
and branded as God's own for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. You've been marked. You've been branded. You're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So do not grieve the Holy Spirit. How do, how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? So imagine a fire is happening and you throw water on it. Quenches that fire. Other translations is that, you know, don't quench. Uh, there's another scripture that's don't quench the spirit. In Thessalonians, is a, don't quench the spirit. But I, I want to speak on this here. Don't grieve. That's powerful. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. How is it? Now, think about this. If we believe the Holy Spirit only dwells in the church, how can we grieve it if it's in the church? But that's because it's in us. And so what we do and the choices we make, if it's not according to the will of God, we can actually grieve. We can actually grieve the Holy Spirit in us. So just to go a little deeper, conviction of sin, that is Holy Spirit telling you, don't do that. Don't go there. And if you did, repent. Don't do that again. Condemnation is from the enemy. How could you? What were you thinking? What are people going to think? Shame on you. That's the enemy. But conviction of the Holy Spirit is different. I know for my own self what that Conviction is. But if you're not convicted of the sin, that grieves the Holy Spirit. If you're not convicted. If you actually believe the lie that what you're doing is okay, what you're participating in is okay, the words coming out of your mouth are okay. You're grieving the Holy Spirit in you. And then you begin to quench the Spirit. And you wonder why you're not praying or, or, or praising or worshiping like you used to. Something has been quenched. So that's when we have to search ourselves and say, Lord, is there anything in me? Cleanse me, God. Purify me, Lord. So that I nothing will hinder me from fully experiencing your Holy Spirit living in me. So that I actually bear fruit. Because, Lord, that is your desire is that we bear fruit because you're in us. You are in us so that we bear much fruit. Amen? 
But if we're bearing spoiled fruit, that's grieving the Holy Spirit. Many people say, well, it's all under the blood. This is true. But even Paul says this. Why do you sin if you know that you shouldn't sin? You cannot say the devil made you do it because the devil can't make you do anything. You made the choice. You sinned. But are you convicted of it and say, and say because I'm in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, I need to quickly repent. What did the priest have to do when they sinned? Right, if you remember Moses' tabernacle, the priest had to come in to the tabernacle. They had to change their clothes, wash themselves completely. They had to bring in the sacrifice place it on the altar, put their hands on that so there would be a transfer of the sin into that bloody scene on the altar. And when they were done with that, they'd wash themselves and begin to enter into God's presence. But because of Jesus, We don't have to go through all of that. Do you know what we can do? We can say, I repent. I repent of that. Father, Holy Spirit, forgive me. I turn away from that. I believe that when we struggle with sin and and. I'm going to be very transparent. I struggled with the spirit of lust for a long time. As a child, probably around the age of my son now, Elijah, I was probably about nine, nine years old, I was exposed to pornography. My mom's friends, she went with her girlfriends in a room, you know, and uh, the other kids went into another room, and they had older daughters. And they're like, let's watch this. <laughs> and here I am, nine, ten years old maybe, and I'm exposed to pornography. And those things carry us spirit on it. I don't know if you know that, (laughs) but it carries a spirit. It opens the door, right? Because it's actually imprinting an image in your mind. And then the enemy begins to like feed that. Like, maybe you need to look at it again. And then you begin to think, well, that must be how, you know, you express yourself, right? with a man and all of that, right? So you just begin to be curious, and that's how the enemy, he just woos you that way. And that's what he did for me. And then I had an older brother, 
who had that in the house and I would look at it or look at his magazines and it was it was a spirit of lust and it was on me for a very long time, even through my marriage. Come on. And I tried everything I could. Now listen to me. I tried everything I could to stop watching it, wanting to watch it, because I didn't have a need for it, right? But it was a spirit that was on me. And it wasn't until I understood that I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, that my body isn't mine. My body belongs to God. And that when I do things with my body that are not pleasing to him, I grieve him. And when I came to that realization that I'm grieving the Holy Spirit in me, I just was like, I I can't do this. Because I was making the choice. I made the choice to watch it. I made the choice to keep watching it. I did that. But can I tell you this? One of the things that I did is I would do it and repent. Do it and repent. Do it and repent. I just went through a cycle. Do it and repent. Do it and repent. Okay? Until one day, the Holy Spirit truly convicted me. And you know how the Holy Spirit convicted me? It was letting me know the pattern that you're doing is going to come upon your children because that's their inheritance. Mm. That's my children's inheritance. That spirit No. No, no more. So I went into my prayer class. I went into the secret place. And I began to say, Lord, clean my temple. I don't want any unclean, defiled thing in me. Clean my temple. And the Holy Spirit said, repent. And turn away from it. Stop doing it. And that was broken off of me. And I'm sharing that with you right now because as I've talked about us being in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, some of you are thinking, how can I be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? How can I be a temple of the Holy Spirit when I 
and grieving the Holy Spirit. Whether it be with thoughts that I have, words coming out of my mouth, addiction that I can't break. Can I tell you, the Lord is giving you an opportunity right now to stop. Because the world needs temples and sanctuaries right now. Pure and holy. Tried and true. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And don't think that there isn't temptation that comes. But there's no temptation that is common to man, okay? Because he will make a way of escape, honey. I'm like, Jesus, where is the exit door? So I have to be mindful, right, of the things I watch, right? Because it can, it can bring that temptation. Because I choose that. So if you're dealing with, for example, a spirit of love, Stop watching that Netflix show with the nudity and the love scene. Stop. <laughs> and because you're like, I just don't understand why I got this weird and love. Well, stop. Stop watching it, right? If you are, are especially if you're single or married, right, you have to stop. You have to stop. Because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. He lives in you. And I also want to let you know, there is absolutely nothing that can take that away. When you receive Christ, you receive his Holy Spirit. He lives in you. But let us not grieve the Holy Spirit. Listen to what um, Ephesians 4.31 says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault-finding, and slander be put away from you, along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse, and malevolence. Put that away. Put that away from you. So that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. It grieves the Holy Spirit when you're angry. It grieves the Holy Spirit when you have verbal abuse, slander, fault finding. That that grieves the Holy Spirit when you don't forgive. Verse thirty two it says, Be kind and helpful to one another, tender hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ has also forgave you. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we don't forgive. 
And forgiveness is not about you. It's about who you're in fellowship with. You're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, so you have to forgive. You don't have an option because he forgave you. Instead of having animosity and bitterness, resentment, envy, those things we have to put away because that grieves the Holy Spirit. We're a temple. We are a sanctuary. And if I say, I want you to dwell here, I am your home, if I say those words, then I have to do some inventory. I have to clean my temple. It's a daily cleaning. It's a daily laying it down. It's a daily search my heart, Lord. Purify me. It's daily. So I want to encourage you this morning. You are a temple. But if there's a place in your temple that needs to be cleaned, if there's things you need to put away, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't connect the dots. I was just living la vida loca. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't connect the dots of what I'm doing is actually grieving the Holy Spirit in me because my body is not my own. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. I didn't connect that because it's like, well, what does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? If I smoke that cigarette, what's the issue? If I drink that drink, what's the problem? Everybody else does it. But you are not everybody else. You've been bought with the blood of Jesus. An actual, what does it say? An expensive, costly purchase from God. He shed his blood for you. So your body's not your own anymore. You can't just do what you want with your body. It may feel good to you. But how is it feeling to the Holy Spirit in you? Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. You're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is your counselor. Ask him. Is this okay? Holy Spirit, do you want me to do this? Because you're a temple. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you for the reminder of who we are. And I thank you, Father, for just the revelation this morning. And I thank you, God, that as we continue to walk this journey out, you've given us a helper to do life with, to help us along this journey, to advocate for us, to to comfort us, to 
to convict us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you that right now the Holy Spirit is beginning to just stir and move. And so, Lord, whatever we need to repent of, stop doing, we do that right now. It's a personal moment with you and the Holy Spirit. And this is not to shame you, because, again, can, condemnation is of the enemy. Conviction is of the Holy Spirit. If you're not feeling convicted, then say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me up more so it pushes out anything that's not of you. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. 